Hey, and welcome to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am so honored to share this space with you. Here we'll talk all things motherhood, parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany, and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach, and a former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I am on a mission to help you raise amazing humans while living your purpose and staying somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am your host, Brittany LaJoy, and today I have a quick Tip Tuesday episode for you. Based on feedback from season one, these types of episodes were really popular and you guys really liked them, and I have to agree. The quick tip format is intended to give you tangible tips to take with you, things you can work on today. They're shorter in length, but hopefully they are packed with just all the good stuff and no extra fluff. To kick off our Quick Tip Tuesdays in Season 2, I wanted to bring you some of my top tips. And I'm going to share with you six things that I have found to be the most important things that I have learned, implemented, and seen results with when it comes to mothering and parenting. These are the things that you need, and honestly, they are really easy to do. Nothing earth-shattering here. Really simple to do. Each of these tips could be, and actually some of them are or will be, an entire podcast episode topic, but this list is sure to get you started on your empowered parenting journey, like I said, as soon as today. So let's jump in. The first tip I have is to be a model. Being a model to your children means that you are showing them the hard times and the struggles. You're sharing with them the kindness in the world. You're showing them what it looks like to be respectful and sounds like to be respectful to others and you're making mistakes above all you are modeling repair with them and to them and around them you're taking ownership of your faults and you're giving them the utmost respect to see you vulnerable and human when we are the model for our kids they will begin to feel confident in doing the same things it will start to feel seamless for them to show respect to the cashier at the grocery store It will be a no-brainer for them to be okay with making mistakes, and it will feel natural for them to repair, even with their own friends on the playground. The neural pathways are formed when kids are explicitly taught expectations, and they're shown through the modeling and their consistency by their caretakers. Children will look to us to make these connections. Their brains will start to grow, and as they get closer to seven years old, they will be able to start to make meaning of their experiences that they've gone through for their whole lives. For example, prior to seven, they will take in what they've seen and they've heard and they'll use it to create pathways of understanding in their brains. But when they reach that age of seven, which is that really magical age in childhood, their prefrontal cortex will start to make meaning of these understandings and make decisions and problem solve based on these. Everything that they've learned, everything that they've taken in, at seven, it starts to make sense. And they start to understand what this whole thing is about, what this whole world is about. And if we're continuously modeling to them what it looks like to be a good, solid human, then it's going to make those decisions and that problem-solving experience easier for them. The conversation in their brain might sound something like, I see that when my mom asks my dad to help her with switching the laundry, he doesn't argue with her. He'll gladly help. And this tells me that they are showing each other respect. And then 
Conversely, I see that when my dad wants to talk, my my mom will ask us to wait a moment so that she can listen to him. I know that she's showing him respect by giving him her full attention. And also, when I'm patient and I am waiting for them, I am also being respectful. This starts to make sense to me. Obviously, they're not going to say all of these things to you. They might not be that thought-provoking, but that's a little bit about what's going on in their brain. They've been seeing what's been going on around them for so many years, and you are being that model for them, and then they take it on. They take it on for themselves, and they start to become uh, autonomous in their own decision-making skills, and that's when we see those really cool human beings start to develop and start to grow. But it starts with our modeling. Number two, change the language in your home or when you're around your kids to the when-then phrasing as opposed to the if-then phrasing. When we use the when-then phrasing in a tough situation, uh, it just allows for a little bit of a more positive spin on things. Now, you in a tough situation, you might want to jump to phrasing, phrases like, if you don't, then, or you won't be able to. Instead, remain in control and confidently say, when you put your clothes on, then we can go outside. Or when you make a choice, then we can go see your friend. This language is an effort to eliminate the power over parenting structure, where the authority is all mine and you must follow all of my demands. I often hear these type of empty threats in public. If you don't stop acting out, then we're going to leave the restaurant. Really? Are you going to leave or are you going to give them five more chances or five more empty threats before you just give up and do something else to distract them? You'll most likely stay at the restaurant, but we've all been there. And this can be kind of damaging to children when we're constantly and continuously saying that we're going to do something and we just don't do it. We don't follow through. We're breaking down their trust a little at a time. The when then Language aims to show that you as the parent are in control, but you're also allowing the child to have a little bit of a control too because we're sticking with that positive association, that positive language. Number three, replace be careful with new language such as do you feel safe? If you haven't noticed, a lot of these tips are based on the foundation of giving your children more autonomy and more independence and helping them foster that and helping them grow in their independence. No, we don't want our children to be completely independent by three. That doesn't even make any sense. But we do want them to feel ownership of their own lives. And when we do that, we create independent thinkers, critical thinkers. We are able to give them, again, more autonomy, more power, and feel confident in doing that because they are ready and equipped to do that. So changing our language helps them to become more confident. Replacing be careful or watch out with questions for them to answer, questions for them to think about and to give themselves, how am I feeling in my body right now? Am I scared? Do I need help? And giving them the opportunity to express that. Now, that's all I'm going to say about that one for now, um, because I do have an entire episode coming about this, but I can tell you that using this type of language is a game changer for building independent toddlers. Number four, my fourth tip is to focus on the most important nine minutes of a child's day. The three minutes upon waking, the three minutes when you see them again after school or daycare, and the last three minutes before bed. During these three-minute increments, hug them, show affection, play with their hair, 
ask them questions, rub their back, hold space for big emotions, allow extra moments for your child to express ideas and opinions. These minutes are so important. So important. Give them three minutes. We are building that secure attachment that we talk about all the time here. That is the foundation for raising amazing kids. Number five, get down on your child's level when you're speaking to them about something that really matters to you and or to them. This builds, again, that trust and that secure attachment. It gives your child the understanding and the knowingness that you're in there with them. You are concerned about what they're concerned about. You are listening intently. You are actively listening. And you are showing them respect. And you are being a model for being respectful. All goes back to that first one. Number six, never be the last one to let go. I read this on the internet one time, and I think it is probably the single greatest parenting hack that I have ever read and implemented. It is so powerful to embrace your child and actually your spouse or a loved one as well. I've done this with my husband multiple times. And not be the last one to let them go because you are giving to them what they need and they are taking from you what they need. Does that make sense? So they are holding on to you as long as they need in order to feel full, get their cup refilled, and you can give them that energy. And it's just been so, it's just been so powerful in in our home. I encourage you to do this every time somebody asks me. Uh, when I shared this one time, that well, what if they never let go? Well, then they then they don't let go, and they need that. They need as much time as they're going to give you, and it is a game changer. And I really, really like this tip. So, I hope that you enjoyed this season's first Quick Tip Tuesday. And if you did, I'd love for you to share the show with another friend. Uh, these are not earth shattering things like I chatted about. They're they're things that you can truly do today and that can truly change your home and for the better. They they really have mine. And and I when I came up with this topic and this episode, it was super easy for me to come up with these six tips. I actually had to cut down on some of my some of my tips because I just thought that there's these are just like really simple things that can that can change your your home for the better. So with that I hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode. And if you did, would you please share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so we can continue to have these important parenting conversations together. With that, I'll see you next time. Take care.